Sam Bennett. Deep dive into Samuel Bennett. The old deep dive. Did you? What's his middle name? I don't oh, even know. <laughs> that's a great question. I was gonna go Samuel. What do you think Bennett. it is? What do you think it is? I bet it's like Charles. Al Charles. Allen. I'll guess Allen. No, no, it's definitely Charles. Let's see. This is a great way to start. You think the you're podcast. able to find that? Oh, guaranteed wiki, baby. Wiki knows. Wiki will have it for I sure. I don't know. I was on wiki last night. Oh, but I wasn't searching Sam Bennett though. Samuel Bennett. Oh, his, his middle name's not on there? What? I told you. Are you kidding me? That's so weird. It's Charles, though. It's got to be. Somebody please, please, please give me Sam you Bennett's middle name. I, I need to know this. This you is know really why bugging me. I just, in my in my own brain, figured out why I just thought it was, why I said Charles. Remember Guess Who? <laughs> yeah, the board, the game. Yeah. yeah. Do you remember Charles, the He character? looks like Sam Bennett? Yeah, he's got the blonde <laughs> mustache. <laughs> That's amazing. That's amazing how the brain works. I can't believe I, it, they don't put Sam Bennett's middle name anywhere. But somebody tweeted at us or something. Okay, so we got to figure that out this season. What's Sam Bennett's middle name at all costs? If we have, you don't to, really know very many hockey players' middle names. This is if weird. we have to go get a pretend autograph from him and just be like, "Hey, yo, what's your middle name?" <laughs> We're gonna figure it out. Anyways, okay, well, what we thought we'd do today is do a deep dive into Sam Bennett. Um, he's kind of an interesting. He's an interesting case study of a player. He's very interesting because he's like it's kind of a weird career trajectory he's had. Very the highest Flames draft pick of all time. You and know what? I don't think I knew that. I'm not surprised, but I don't think I knew yeah, that. Yeah, fourth overall, and it's kind of a weird one because he hasn't really. Well, he obviously hasn't lived lived up with potential. No. I thought he was legitimately going to be like the stud number one centerman. Yeah. Well, going into it was a 2014 draft. 14. Going to the 2014 draft, he was the number one ranked North American player. Yeah, like everybody draft. loved him, even though he couldn't do a pull-up. And it was what, Ekblad was number two ranked, and Reinhardt think, was number three. I think Settle was ranked behind him for sure. Settle was ranked number four. I was looking yeah. at this last night. But Ekblad went one, mm -hmm. Reinhardt, Reinhardt went two, two. Settle three. And then Sam Bain at four. is probably the best player, So the, other the, than Pasternak. The Flames like probably came out of that draft like, holy shit. Oh, yeah, I was overjoyed. We stole yeah, this guy. I know. But when you compare uh, career stats so far, I mean, Drysdale is playing with Connor McDavid, so... Yeah, it's true. That's the, and it a, is kind of a weird draft, like right? Like, Ekblad has been fine, but he's not nearly, like... If you had to redo that draft, Drysdale was probably one overall, and Pasternak's probably two. And Reinhardt has... He's been... Reinhardt's been, like... He's been good, but, like... Pretty much like Bennett. Yeah. Maybe a little, I don't know. So it's, Yeah, it's, interesting how that works, eh? It's been a weird trajectory for Sam Bennett. Um, so yeah, we thought we'd do like a bit of a deep dive into him. Why don't, why don't we start? He just signed. Yeah, we just... Two more years. Yeah. Why don't we start with that? Okay. Yeah, I mean like, that's... that's Was it 2.55? It's 5.1 uh, total, so 2.55 AAV for two years. I think that's totally fine. I've said before I would have been... I would have been happy with him on a one-year deal, but I mean, this is fine too because it takes him to two years from now. He's still under team control. Yeah, I like it. Pretty cheap for what you're going to get for a third line. I think he's a third line guy, and I think he can play. He can, He has the versatility to play up and down your lineup. So, I think, um, well, we'll get into this, but I really want to see him play a, a top six role this year. Yeah, we'll get into that for sure. So... Why don't we, I, like, I'm always curious to see how far back we can take things. Um, I pulled up his junior stats. So as a 16-year-old, he, he, well, he played three years in the for the Kingston Frontenacs. His third year, what I don't, a, what is a Frontenac? What, yeah, what is a Frontenac? You know what? A lot was, of questions coming up today. Like, legit, what is a Frontenac? <laughs> is it like a horse? Is it like some sort of, yeah, it sounds like horse. Is it some sort of mythological knight? Or sounds like horsey. That? Something new, it does sound horsey. You know what, it maybe sounds more like Canadian, like it's a swashbuckling, like, not a pirate, but like some sort of like, right, like it sounds like naval of, or some shit. Yeah, you know what, I think you're on the right track I have no now. Idea. Why don't we, uh, okay, why don't we pull up what, a, what the logo looks like? We'll probably get to figure out. What a Frontenac is. Like, what could a Frontenac be? I have no idea. So, while you're doing that, he, he played... Yeah, he, he lit it up in the OHL for sure. Like, I mean, his second year there, 91 points, 57 games. Yeah. Yeah, he was... Well, his his first year, 60 games played, 18 goals, 22 assists, 40 points. As a 16-year-old. As a 16-year-old yep, breaking into sure. the OHL. Mm -hmm. um, that's, a, that's a solid season. 87 pims. Yeah. His second, his second season as a 17-year-old, 
In 57 games, he had 36 goals, 55 assists. So in 91 games, sorry, 91 points in 57 games and 118 pims. Yeah, that's crazy. <laughs> Doug Gilmore it up. And then he had that injury in his last season. Yeah, and that's you know probably why he fell down in the draft a little bit. Um, but he put, up, he put up solid numbers in Major Junior. Um, and yeah, that injury kind of really derailed like, his last Do you know season. much about that? Like... What was a leg injury? He played. It? He only played eleven games out of a possible probably sixty mm-hmm. his last year in the OHL for the Kingston Frontenacs. Frontenacs. And then I know, like, I was looking at an article last night on it, and it it was some sort of weird controversy between the Frontenacs and the Flames, and um, yeah, like the Flames put him on the IR and whatnot. Like it was. Oh yeah, really? It was kind of weird. Like oh. I, it was all this, and then. And there wasn't like proper communication between the two clubs, and like is neither one knew entirely what was going on. It's kind of like this weird kind of controversial. Weird. I had no. I have no remember. I, I don't remember that at all. All I remember is he came up and played that first round series and it was excellent. So I don't remember the controversy at all. I remember like his injury being a big deal, especially at the draft. It was like, how is he going to bounce back? And he couldn't do a pull up, and everyone was like, oh, he can't even do a pull up. <laughs> right. Yeah. <laughs> Okay, I'm looking up this Frontenax. I li- I go. Okay. I have to know. Like I, it's it's freaking me out now. <laughs> Frontenac definition in the free dictionary. Okay, yeah. See, oh, I was kind of on the right. It's a French colonial administrator. <laughs> what? I guess that's what it is. Louis de Bois de, French governor of Canada, 1672. So yeah, it's like some sort of French colonial. Yeah, it sounded military-ish. That kind of makes sense. I don't know. <laughs> yeah, it's something to do with like uh, some cavalry. Military shit. Some sort of cavalry yeah. type. Anyways. You know, dude. All these junior leagues have such the, the weirdest names. Anyways, yeah, like I remember when we drafted Sam, I was absolutely... I was stoked. And then, he, again, he came in um, and played... He was great... In that, uh, you know what, his rookie season? Well, no, well, in, the, the, in playoffs. the playoffs, because yeah. they called him up, and he yeah. was number 63, Sam Bennett, baby. He was excellent against Vancouver. He scored three playoff he goals was a beast. in 11 games. I think they were all against that Vancouver series. It was all against Vancouver, yeah. yeah. So here you are, you got a guy, rookie, hasn't even, yeah. he's played one NHL regular season game, yeah. and he's like dominating in the playoffs. He was awesome. Yeah, I so, remember that. And, that then was, I, and then I remember him, like, they were interviewing him and shit, and he's like, yeah, I just have so much confidence. confidence yeah, right? Confidence, confidence, confidence. Where is the I confidence now? Sam. He's going bald, and he's lost all his confidence. He's like uh, Samson. Do you think it's because he's gone bald that he lost? <laughs> <laughs> well, he's got a deal with head and shoulders. So, anyways, yeah, and then I think for his rookie, like, his rookie year, he had a really excellent year. He did. 77 games played, 18 goals, 18 assists. And so, he still hasn't been able to repeat the goal or the point total. And, like, where did he play? I don't even remember. Like, he well, must have played I think third, he fourth played, line. Yeah, so he did. He played pretty sheltered minutes. Like, he was super sheltered and that first year. do you remember, year. did he play center his first year? I don't think he did. I think Gullitson tried him at center the second year. Because he's pretty much been on the wing his whole career. Yeah, like, he's, he, he's played some center, but I would say He played a maybe, little under Gullitson, and he was... I thought he was kind of lackluster, but... At center? At center, I don't know. But yeah, he definitely, that first year, he hasn't really been able to recreate the scoring. No, like he, he his first year statistically is his best year. He's, yeah. He had 36 points, 26 his second and third year, and then 27 last year. Yeah, so, I mean, even though he's still, I think, generating a lot of chances, he still hasn't been able to recreate um, that, like, finishing offensive prowess that he showed. Yep. In his I first mean, season? But he shows flashes of it every day. Yeah, ex- yeah he'll, totally. he'll come down, dangle through the D-man, and yeah. get a nice shot on that. Sometimes mm-hmm. he'll snipe, but um, just a hard-nosed player. Yeah. So, yeah, I can mean... We, can we can we break down that, like, I'm the, the difference between Bob Harley and Glenn, Glenn Galton? I mean, I remember we were talking... Like, Sam's been a topic of conversation for Flames fans, like... Forever like, since like, he was drafted fourth overall, because he's such a weird case. Like, yeah, he came out that great first season. Everyone was expecting uh, to build on that, and they took a major step back for two years straight. Um, but I know that he's he's like you said, he's still playing sheltered minutes like in a third line role at best. Um, and I know under Glenn Galtson, like I remember, I can't remember if it was the 
the 16-17 season or the 17-18, but he was playing with Jankowski and Hathaway. Um, that was yeah, that was 17-18. I'm pretty sure. Okay, so we're talking two seasons ago. Yeah, you're right. Yeah. Um, he played the entire season with with Jankowski and mm-hmm. Hathaway, who were call ups officially that season. So you're playing with I don't know. Like I'd love to see him get at least a solid 30 games in a top six role. Um, like the ideal line I wrote down to see Sam Bennett playing on is Chucky, Backlund, and Bennett. Yeah, so I've got some numbers that kind of like, I don't know, and it's super small sample size. So if you look at Bennett's uh, like possession metrics, when he's playing on the third line, everybody benefited from playing with him. So that's Zarnik, that's Jankowski, that's Ryan, that's Neil. Okay. So um, that's fascinating. They were all quite good with Bennett. Like for, for example, Jankowski's Corsi 4 percentage with Bennett was 2% higher than when it, when it was without Sam. Neil's was 4% higher. Derek Ryan's was 6% higher, and Zarnik benefited the most from playing with Sam. His uh, Corsi 4 percentage jumped 10% when he's playing with Bennett. But then if you look at what he did with Gaudreau and Monaghan specifically, um, they didn't really do much. They did better without him. Not by much, by very little. Um, like literally like 0.6% and 0.2% for Gaudreau and Monaghan. Yeah, but, but it was very small sample size. I and, totally understand. And is that compared to how they were doing with Lindholm? That's how they just played without Bennett on their line. So it'd be Lindholm or Neil or whoever. It's okay, because I mean, if, if that's compared to like yeah. a big sample size of how totally. they played with Lindholm, I mean, who the mm-hmm. hell is going to match that? So yeah, no, I totally agree. So the, the, the encouraging thing is that the players he played the most with throughout the year benefited from him being there. So, yeah, I could see that translating a little bit to playing with Gaudreau and Monaghan. That's a really cool stat. I mean, the I like how last year's season shapes up this next season. Yeah. Because he had a really... I mean, he, he was battling that injury, right? For the last couple of weeks, we weren't even sure if he was going to be eligible to play in the playoffs because of an injury. But he was fine. Like, he got rocked. Who was that that rocked him? It was on the Kings. Oh, yeah, I remember that. He just got creamed. Well, it wasn't Clippers. It was like Forber, Forsberg. What's his? Starts with an oh, F O R. Yeah, I, it was like, like Forbert. Yeah, some. I don't yeah, know. he got. I forgot about that. Yeah, he got rocked. clocked. And then he played the next game. He was like totally fine. <coughs> so, so, but his said. playoff performance, yeah, um, was so, hands down. I mean, he was aside from Mike Smith. He was the MVP for the Flames. So yeah, that's like the number one thing that's been promising about Sam is that he brings it in the playoffs. And and the, what I what, why I say I like how last year shaped up is because one thing I just love about Bill Peters is he doesn't mess around. Yeah, he'll reward you when you're playing well. So I kind of feel like Sam's a part of Bill Bill Peters, you know, plans to get the team going in the yeah. beginning of the, in the season. So I would not be surprised if we see Sam Bennett in a top six role. Mm-hmm. To kick the season off. And I really think he belongs there. I'd be surprised to see him in top six to start the season. I think he's definitely... I think that third line... Depending on what happens, I still think he's probably slotted in on the left wing on the third line. Because I just don't know who else goes there. Like, can he play right? Probably. Like, do we have too many centers? Well, we have a logjam at left wing. We don't have too many centers, I don't think. And then we're kind of weak down the middle and on the right side. Because Elias can play center... Sam Bennett can play center. And then you have Monty Backland. Yeah, you've got even guys like Quine. Ryan can play different spots. Jankowski has played a little bit of wing here and there. So there's a lot of guys who can kind of slot in and out of there. Um, so, yeah, I'm curious to see. So, I like, honestly, like, I would love to see a second line with Backland, Bennett, and Chucky. Yeah, I'd be curious to see that. I mean... Based on last year's number, his time spent with Backlund and uh, Backlund and Kachuk, he didn't help those two guys very much. But I mean, those two guys are such great play drivers on their own that it could just be uh, circumstantial or whatever. Here's the other um, thing I was thinking of: uh, of Johnny Bennett Lindholm. Yeah, there's a lot of interesting Bennett lineup. in the middle. The oh, only Bennett in the middle, not Lindholm. Bennett, Bennett in the middle. Okay. The only thing with separating Johnny Monty is like. Is, is that dangerous? Like Yeah, I wouldn't. Their skill sets complement each other they're like, so well. They're perfect together. Yeah, exactly. Right? Like, but do they need someone on that line? Maybe Bennett plays the right wing with them. I don't know. Do they need someone on that line that can that can play at that physical level, especially when it comes to the playoffs? Yeah, I yeah, I think that's 
that's what you saw towards the end there, wasn't it? Bennett was on the top line with those two guys in game five, at least. Right. So I know they're open to trying it. Because so. I think, if I look at Sam, like, the the most brightest thing of, the, of this whole weird situation with Sam Bennett, how he took two steps back, mm-hmm. was la- last year could have been I a think, step forward. Yeah, I think it was. He only had one extra point, but if you look how he performed in the playoffs, yep. I think it was a small step forward. Mm-hmm. But to me, the brightest thing about all this, he's only 23 years old. Yeah, exactly. He just turned he's 23. 23. And the guy is already physically dominant. Yeah. So what's he going to be like in another three years? Totally. So I kind of feel like he's prime for a breakout season, right? We're like, still waiting for him. It's the same old thing. We're still waiting for him to break out. We're still waiting. But if you look at, like, for me, I feel like the coach needs to to be a crucial role mm-hmm. in helping him elevate to that place. So, like, let's say you have to make a 20-game investment and you got to keep showing, keep keeping him confidence in him, keep putting him on the on the second line or the top line, give him those minutes, power play, yeah, right? And if, let's say it takes him 20 games to get going and then he's at a new plateau, was that not worth it? Yeah. I guess the risk is if he doesn't make it and you lose games in the process. But I kind of feel like... It's going to be partly, partly uh, the coach's responsibility, Bill Peters' responsibility to help Sam Bennett get to that next level. Mm-hmm. Totally. I totally agree. Okay, why don't we break this down into doing like a quick um, analysis of Bennett as a player over the past five years as a, as a flame. Okay. And then we'll jump into his uh, season summary from last year. And then we'll maybe just talk about like what we want him to do moving forward. Okay. So you created this nice little... What did you call it? Report card? It's uh, a yeah, scouting report. Scouting report. Yeah, I like this a lot. Okay. Scouting report. You want to go through a scouting report? Yeah, why not? Let's do it. We got it here. Okay, okay, okay. Because he, here's like, we're just going to go through his attributes. Okay. Um, yeah, so born June 20th, 1996. I'm so, he, so goddamn old. He literally just turned 23. He's just a baby. Um, I, I classify him as a power forward. The way he, the, the yeah. style he plays the game. Totally. Um, he's 6'1", 195. Good size. He's a, he's a, he's to put a that in comparison, Brody is 6'1". Oh, you just had to throw some shade at Brody, didn't you? <laughs> <laughs> so if you go through a report card here, um, there's a bunch of different categories where you can do some ratings. As far as size and strength go, he's... He's dominant. He's, he's, a, he's a physical beast. I mean, how often? Is and you know, I'm not like a big like. Oh, he's go. He's strong, and but he's like you know. No, no. If he, he can skate, which is why I like he's him. He's a beast. But he's a beast. See, remember gets, that San Jose game where he crushed that guy and then fought? What's his name? That was unreal. Was how great. about my favorite? My, the, my favorite game last year, hands down. Oh, was the Edmonton the Edmonton game, game. Yeah, where he just hammers Darnell Nurse. Beautiful. Oh my god, that was, so good. That was unreal. Yeah, he's yeah his strength excellent skating. Um, I said good. Yeah, he's a good skater. And and I put a little asterisk there. He's powerful. Yeah. But he's not quick. He's like, not super speedy. Like, he's not going to beat you to the puck if it's a two-foot race. Yeah. And, and you're against like a Johnny Goudreau. Like, mm-hmm. like, Johnny no one's really going to beat Johnny. No. But um, but yeah, he's a good skater. Totally. And you got to... The thing is, like, to be able to do what he does, to dangle through guys, you got to be able to make moves while you're moving your feet. Mm-hmm. And he, he can do that. So, yeah. I mean, yeah. Totally. His shot slash scoring. His shot is quite average. Quite average. Yeah. Yeah. And his scoring ability, quite average. Yeah. I mean, so that's the one thing that I keep coming back to because when you look at it, like his underlying shot metrics, it's like he probably should be scoring. Like how many times, even if you do the eyeball test, like when you're watching games, how many grade A opportunities does this guy get? And right? he can't seem to finish. But he seems like he's so unlucky. He's like he's always yeah, hitting the post. He's always going to call Maybe he doesn't have a particularly back. accurate shot. So his shot, I think his shot and his ability to bury it like there's is probably, lacking. There's probably a metric out there somewhere of like how many chances <laughs> have well, you been like straight up robbed? Like your goal got called back, you hit the post, <laughs> it hit some guy's tip of his stick it on hit the way his out. nipple while it was grazing past and right? went like a millimeter wide. Like guaranteed he yeah. leads the league in that. Well, his shooting percentage has not been uh, t- too bad. Um so that just to me shows like he he needs to work on his shot man like he, he, PDO is a is a general um, measurement of like how unlucky you are so that's shot per, or uh, shooting percentage uh, plus save percentage so he's like if it's a, around a hundred if he gets to a hundred it means you're you're 
it's about average. So yeah. He's like his PDO last year was ninety eight, so he's a little unlucky. But I okay. mean, I I still think he, if his shot was a little better, he'd be scoring a little more. So yeah, no, I agree. He he's got to work on that. Yeah, and I don't know I don't know what specifically. The thing with him is he he drives the net so hard that it's like he's going through people. Yeah, he's not. He's never really alone in the slot. Well, you like, always like. How many times do you watch him and it's like he's like one play away, or he is from like getting a goal. Yeah, like you know what I mean. It's so, like oh oh oh, lost it. Like yeah. he tries to make one too many moves, or he's just like it's true. One play I, away, like, and I kind of feel like that's why I like to see him play with better players. Yeah, maybe because he tends to drive the play. Yeah, and. A lot of the times he's just like he's out there by himself. Mm-hmm. It seems like yeah. So what if he had another skilled guy with him? Totally. That could a creates more space for him because right. if he had more space, like how much more dangerous could he be? Yeah. And then a guy that could actually find him. Mm-hmm. Well, I'm thinking of like that Lindholm Gaudreau setup in the Winnipeg game. Remember that where it was like <laughs> Gaudreau's dangling through all these guys, and yeah. Then he gives it to Lindholm, and you I'm like, I just yelled shoot, and yeah. Lindholm like behind his back finds Gaudreau just like wide open. Who doesn't one time? Like yeah, he totally I know. Drags it to he totally drags it to the side and buries it. It's like if Sam was maybe playing with somebody who could do that, that'd be <laughs> yeah. Because there were a couple, he scored a couple goals just driving hard to the yeah. net, where he, he a rebound, you know, creamed off mm-hmm. and went in. But if you had a guy that. If he's driving the net with a stick on on the ice, yeah, and you know he's getting a getting passed too, mm-hmm. he's gonna have at least five more goals. Totally, yeah. I think if he just that's that's the one thing that's kind of concerning because he does generate chances. It's just his ability to actually score goals seems to be still quite mediocre since his rookie season. So yeah, um, I'd and say his shot and scoring average. And if you look back to his his junior numbers, right. First year, 18 goals, 22 assists. Second year, 36 goals, yeah. 55 assists. He, can, he knows how to score. Yeah. He's, and he's he'd be score. curious to know, like, how he got those 36 goals. Was it just, like, hard-nosed play? Like, was he just driving? Well, yeah, because I, I remember we were looking at Pelche's um, highlights yeah. um, when he, after the draft, and it was reminding me of Bennett. He's kind of just in those high-danger areas. Right. Like, scoring a lot of high-danger goals. Like, he doesn't score off the rush a lot. He scores, like, right in the slot. So... If Sam could, if Sam could just like, you know, finish a lot of those chances he creates, he could be looking at a that like, could be the key to his breakout. Okay. All right. Next down the list, puck handling. He's a good puck handler. I got good. He's pretty good. Slightly above average, and the reason yeah. why I say that is because you've seen him deke through like three guys, and sometimes to his detriment, or he like tries to break through the entire team. It's yeah. like, what are you doing there, Sammy boy? And I mean, like, he's a pretty, he's pretty like stick handling. Um, I'll kind of I'll kind of throw like zone entries into that just because like I don't know because you kind of see him sometimes enter the zone and like make one too many moves when he sticks with like simple clean quick moves he's quite good at entering the zone yeah um he per 60 minutes he's averaging 19.24 zone entries which is pretty good so I like that a lot so I'd say that's I'd say I'd say stick handling is pretty good okay uh physical play Puck handling, I should say. Sorry, stick handling. Puck handling is, well, more, is more appropriate. It's pretty much the same thing. Yeah. But. Physical play. Obviously excellent. Oh, like, totally. Other than him and Giordano, is there a harder yeah. guy to play against? Well, yeah. Okay, so if Sam Bennett's drafted 104th overall as opposed to 4th overall, he's probably the fan favorite in terms of the Flames. Oh, yeah. Just 100%. based on how he plays. Yeah, that's a great way to put it. Right? Yeah, I agree. Because like, everybody loves how he plays. And you know me. I'm, I hate this... Oh, he plays hard and he competes. Oh, but this kid plays hard and he throws something. And I'm not like the biggest advocate of fighting and stuff, but when Sam is thrown down. See, he's not a goon. He's not a fighter. Yeah. But he fights. Yeah. Right? He's, he's, a, he's like a physical force. There's, he's the example. He's the kind of guy you would say, okay, that's the example of the kind of like, if you want to add physicality to your team, oh, hell yeah. that's what you want. That's truculence. I mean, yeah. Whoa, good Brian Burke got, got a, hit the nail on the head on that one. Yeah. I think there's something to be said. I mean, how many times do we talk to each other throughout the season and we say, Giordano, beast, yeah. Sam Bennett, beast. Yeah. When these guys go into beast mode, it's like utter domination. And like I think I mentioned this the other day, when you can beat someone as well as beat, beat them their physically ass. simultaneously, <laughs> yeah. it's like the most fulfilling thing. Like not only did you beat them, you beat them down. 
You know what I mean? <laughs> Crush so, their spirit. Right? Like, like, there's no better fucking win than that. Yeah. Okay. Offensive play. Right. I got average. Pretty average. It's kind of like we were saying with the shot. Yeah. It's like he he generates... He generates some pretty good quality chances, but he he hasn't shown that he can be an elite, yeah. not even elite, like a consistent NHL goal scorer. And this is the kind of probably the most puzzling thing, yeah, right? Because if you look at his junior statistics, he should have way better numbers. Mm-hmm. He should be above average, but um, you know, it's one of those things. Like, how do you get from how do you be above average, right? So, because if you yeah, if you look at like. If you look at his possession metrics, the thing is nothing about any of his stats really jump off the page. It's like, oh, wow, that's great. It's like kind of like it's pretty good across the board. And then he should probably be scoring a little more. So that's why his offensive play is average because it's like it's totally average. Yeah. Like his underlying numbers are fine, but they're pretty average. His goal, his counting stats are fine yeah like but outside of his rookie year it has been pretty much like eh, he should he he should be better that's why i i keep coming back to this is like i want to see him play with better players yeah because maybe that's the missing component that's the missing piece i can see that we'll we'll see i don't know yeah we'll get to what he is later but or what we expect from him. would you even know who jake gensel is if he'd never played with crosby well i don't know I have to look at Jake again. I've never watched the Penguins, so but it's, it's suffice it to say he probably wouldn't be making the you same amount I'm of money. I'm looking forward to playing the Penguins <laughs> this year. Why? Because they know. suck. Well, no, I mean it's the Penguins. It's I think they're going to be. I don't know. I think they're kind of going down the shitter. Well, their fault. Yeah, I mean, it like happens. I mean, if you, you have Crosby Kings, and Malkin, you are always in it. But yeah, Kings, Blackhawks, and now the Pens. Just some of their moves. It's true. If they don't have Crosby and Malkin, they'd be well, obviously. But I mean, some of their moves, like the Jack Johnson contract, they tr- I don't like the Phil Kessel trade. Like I, Galchenyuk is like he's yeah. okay, I guess. I know it was kind of a salary save. I don't like a lot of anyway. I think I'd probably rather have Phil to be honest. Oh, totally. Um, or trade Phil for something. But this is this comes back to what we were talking about yesterday. Is like, do you trade a franchise player at the end of their career? I mean, the Flames did it. Like, would. Somebody wants Crosby. Yeah. Somebody wants Malkin. I would never. Tr- I, I don't know. That's a tough one. If your team, that's is... been their mandate. Is there as as long as they have Crosby and Malkin in their primes, they're like going for it. I, this is their are idea of going their, for it. Are they sucks. in their primes though? They're past their prime. Probably. Yeah. Crosby's thirty two. They're still hell of hockey players, but yeah. they're past their prime. See, like, and this is what's kind of bothersome to me is like, how are they blowing this? Because both those guys are on pretty team friendly deals. Crosby makes eight point seven million. Wow! Like, why are you not awesome? Like, why are you spending so much money on Jack Johnson and weird shit like that? Yeah, like, geez, they could they're in a posi- they could have been in a position to be absolutely inc- like a super like a real dynasty, and they kind of blew it. Yeah, nice. No, I, I agree. Anyways. Okay, defensive plays. Back to Sam Bennett. Defensive play. I got good. Yeah, I mean, I would say Maybe it's good average. to average. Yeah. I, you know what? I would say average. Yeah? Oh, you got any stats there? Yeah, I do. So this year was actually a little better. So yeah, I'll say good this year. Okay. So um, in terms of uh, Corsi against per 60 minutes, so shot attempts against per 60, um, it was improved this year, 55.8 or 55.58. Um, shot attempts against per 60 minutes. So not great, but improved on his career. Um, the one thing I think that we all kind of look at with him is penalties. Right. And his tendency to take a lot of penalties. He did good last year. He was pretty good last year. So um, last yeah. year, per 60 minutes, he took 1.49 penalties. And he only penalty differential. Um, which I don't know how that affects the game, but I thought it was kind of interesting. No, that's that's good. He took 1.49 penalties per 60 minutes. Okay, that so seems super low because you pretty, know he's getting a lot yeah. of fighting majors and and then 1.04 per 60 minutes drawn. So he's still taking more penalties than he draws, which is never the best thing. But yeah, I would like to see him, you know, cool it on the penalties a little bit. Yeah, but I mean, like you know. Probably the differential right there is just yeah. the amount of times he instigated a fight to stand up for somebody, like, you know, so. So, yeah, I would say his defensive, yeah, he's he's okay defensively. He was definitely better this year. I would, honestly, I would love to see, 
how he does at center. Would you? I would love to. Okay, let's talk through this. So why would he be better at center? I think I have my reasons, but I'll want to hear yours first. Well, the thing I'm is... Because I'm kind of back and forth on this. The thing is, when you... I mean, I when I grew up playing, I always played wing. And then when I got to junior, I, I moved to center. And the thing about centermen is you got to be able to play the defensive side of the game, first and foremost. See, that's what kind of worries me. But I think he's good down low. Like, I don't ever see him making... You know, the man thing, coverage errors like a lot of these other guys do. The thing I see him doing from time to time is over committing because he will like. It's so easy to do on the wing, though. Yeah, I know. So if he's playing at center, it could be exposed a little more. I think center is like it's it's more complicated, but at the same time, it's more simple. All you got to do is play man to man. Yeah. Um. I don't know. I I would just love to see how he does. Yeah, I'm. I would, I would honestly love to see it because be, I I feel like. You you can give your your lineup way more options if you if you play him in the middle with two other wingers. Like I, I don't know. Yeah, I'd be a little curious, but I'm kind of I think I think Plus, I don't know. I think he's not. I think he's better as a winger. I don't think he's shown anything that other than the fact that I think he is a pretty intelligent player. Yep. Um, Plus, you're gonna see him, you know, take more bodies. Download. Yeah, that's true. He's physical force and he's good at retrieving pucks and stuff. So like, you telling me he, you telling me he's not gonna be way harder to play against I as think, a center. I think he'd be a better centerman than Jankowski probably. Oh, <laughs> <laughs> but yeah, I I would I'd be fine for them to try him at center. I think he can play center. I just think he's probably better off on the wing. I don't know. I kind of have a hunch that he'd be better in center. I I'm curious to see it, but um, yeah, I just don't think it's gonna be like this. Massive difference. The great so. thing is, is that you have Bill Peters, the tr- Mr. Try it all. Yeah, exactly. Um, and try it all properly, right? Instead of Troy Dawson, Troy Brower will never leave the first line ever, or Bob Hartley, who's like juggling the lines every five seconds. Glenn Galton, stick to what doesn't work at all costs. Definition of insanity. Okay, let's go to hockey sense. Yeah, so I think he's got a re- yeah, he's a pretty smart he's like player. Teetering between average and good, because sometimes he makes really dumb plays, and you're like, "What are you doing, Sam?" Yeah. But I don't know. I know. I gave him the benefit of the doubt. I went with good. The fact that he can create high danger scoring chances yep. relatively well. And he doesn't turn the puck over a lot. He knows he gets the fabric of the game too. He knows when to, to increase his level of physicality. Um, so I, he's got that element to his game too, which I love. Yeah, I think he's a, he's a relatively smart player. So Competitiveness. You've got good. I thought you would have had excellence. Tell me why. The reason why is because you have to be the full package. Right. You have to be mentally tough. Yeah. You have to be mentally competitive. He's the quite... F- the fact that his consistency has he's, not been yeah, there, I, get I that. can't give him a, like a, an excellent. Mm-hmm. That, that's why. He seems to be quite... What's the word? He seems to... When he lacks confidence, you know. Yeah. You don't see him. He's very dependent where, on you say, if he's where confident was Sam Bennett that yeah, like, yeah. He either is like... Sam Bennett was a force out there, or it's like, did Sam Bennett even play? Yeah. So he seems to be quite reliant on confidence. Yeah. So that's that's why I had him at good. Yeah, no, I understand. But, like, I would love to see this guy break out. Yeah. Because then you know all these categories we just went over yeah. are going to look different. Totally. In a really good way. Yeah. Okay. Strengths and areas of improvement. Strengths. Okay, yeah. Start with the good. Strengths. All right. I got, obviously... Number one, plays physical and competes hard, and he's hard to play against, right? Yeah, I think, yeah. I think he's, he creates, he goes to the net to create high danger chances. I don't want to play against that, so, and he does that pretty well, so it's definitely a strength. And I mean, when he goes into beast mode, like, he's at times unstoppable yeah no d-man wants to like he's 195 6-1 coming down at you with skill and he's got he's in beast mode yeah like you know yeah and he's he's really good at getting the puck to where it needs to go to you know create chances so i think that's good second strength they got drives the net hard drives the play yeah, over the exactly net. he gets it to the high danger areas yeah there was uh my bro and i created a list of like you know scouting criteria like way way back based on playoff type atmosphere games Mm -hmm. you got to finish every check you got to get the puck to the net um shoot at the net 
right? Like, yeah. Don't don't ever pass up an opportunity to get the puck to the net uh, by trying to make a pretty play. Um, these are all just like simple, simple, you know, breaking the game down at the simplest forms. Um, but that's one of his strengths. He he drives hard to the net and he gets the he funnels the play towards the net. Yeah, yeah, totally, one hundred percent. He gets it to the dangerous scoring areas, which is where you score goals. That's kind of why I like to see someone else. Yeah, it's true. And maybe it's yeah. someone with a little bit Somebody more finish. Somebody finish, my man. Somebody yeah. you can score in tight. Yeah, no. Even I may be coming around Monch. a little bit. Yeah, Manjipani. Manj has the skill to find him as well as finish. Uh, Sam Bennett in between Zarnik and Manjipani. I kind of like that. I don't know if I like Zarnik that much. I don't. I, I just. Yeah, he's fine. I don't think he... I don't know. He might be traded. I'd like to even see, like, maybe start with Ryan, Mangiapane, and... Well, my hypothesis is that Mangiapane should be on the second line, and then the third line would be Ryan, Zarnik, Bennett. So, that's why I say Zarnik. The, the thing... What, the reason why I don't like that is because you're, you're still where you always were. Ah, uh, I think Mangiapane gives you... I think he elevates the top six. All, all I'm saying is, with regards to having Bennett play oh, with, yeah, with more mediocre players... Yeah, okay. I, I did right. really want it. I feel like if you make the investment and put him with some skilled players, yeah. even if it takes a bit of time, totally. in the long run, if he I breaks think he out, and Manjipani would be much better than he and whoever else he'd be playing with. Yeah, so. you know, Bill like he Bill likes looking for tandems yeah. that he can keep together mm-hmm. and then just keep cycling through that third guy. So yeah. that might be a great tandem. I like it. Manjipani and Bennett. I don't mind it. I don't mind it one bit. Like, I want to see Manja in the second line, but depending on what happens maybe with the trades, he probably starts. Maybe it's big old Lucic on the, oh on the third I line. Keep, I literally keep forgetting. Right? We keep, we keep forgetting. He's I on keep forgetting. <laughs> okay, third strength, excellent teammate. Um, it's one of those intangible things, but hands down, if you ever win a championship, it's always a tight-knit group. As soon as you have, as soon as you have someone that's an idiot, it, like, it, it really makes it hard to win. Like a Milan Lucci. It really makes it hard to win. I think I think Milan's actually probably a good teammate. I don't know. He's won a cup. Whatever. <laughs> He's done it. I'm not supposed to we'll, talk about Milan Lucci we'll anymore. What happens? Yeah. All right, areas. You got anything to add to those strengths? No, no. Areas for improvement. Obviously, the number one is consistency. Oh, totally. I think that's the biggest the biggest thing with Sam, right? And I think he improved upon that this year. So he went. Um, this year was, I think, his most consistent year because I had a stat. I think he went, the longest he went without a point was seven games. So he was a little less streaky this year. That's good. Yeah, so that's pretty good. Um, but still, he's still, that's like the number one thing you want to see from him. Not even from a production standpoint, but from a night in, night out. Yeah. Okay, let's, I'm kind of curious. This whole confidence thing. Yeah. What we've, we've obviously been able to depict that his confidence level has a, direct impact on seems to and so if you look at okay going it he's like as a 16 year old has a really good year first year in junior Great junior player his confidence is up now he has that next year his confidence is skyrocketing he gets drafted fourth overall confidence yeah. he did get hurt confidence all over the place bounces back from injury comes back scores three goals destroys in, in the, the first playoff round in the playoffs yeah great first rookie season now you got glenn gallison as your coach <laughs> Hey, hey, man. Hey, Sam. A lot of fingers are pointing to Glenn Gallison. That's all I'm saying. Hey, Sam. <laughs> Would you like a Desani, Sam? You need to stay hydrated. Yeah, hey, I Sam, didn't like how Gallison utilized Sam, him. Sam, so. we're going to go with Troy Brower on this one. Yeah, Have Sam, I know you played really good last night, and but so, Troy has earned this spot. The point I'm making is that if this player is going to break out, if he is going to go any, be anything more than he has been, yeah. I feel like the coaching is going to be a key role in that. It's true. Because you just got to get him to a place where that confidence comes back. Yeah. And then let him ride that. Mm-hmm. But I, that's why, I, like, last year I think was a good step forward because he's going to be confident coming into next year. After well, yeah, and I else. think him playing, like, finding a role helps greatly. Like, not being bounced up and down the lineup. 100%. And that's kind of my point, too, with the confidence thing. Yeah. Like... Like that gives that seems to have given him a little bit of confidence his, knowing where he's playing. In his junior career, he was the guy. Yeah. And he, who who wouldn't like at any job, if you know your role and you find a niche and you know where you fit in, you're probably gonna be more confident in that role. And my guess is that 
Glad Galton sucked <laughs> at communicating that to him and probably to the team. That's Whereas right. Bill Pierce, is, we hear feedback wise, is an amazing communicator. He's no BS. No BS, and he'll tell you what your role is. Yeah. And the fact that Sam played in a top six role in the, in the last few games of the playoffs. Yeah. I like I like where it's going. Totally. I just really the guy is such a great guy. I just really west risk the. Best I know. Time. I think we all <laughs> we wish the best for old Sammy. We should, we hope he gets some Rogaine. You know, gets that nice, thick, luscious blonde hair going back again. It looks like to mask the match the mustache. At least, yeah. Can you imagine if Getzlaff grew a mustache like that? That would be amazing. That would be amazing. Oh, Ryan Getzlaff, if you're listening, apparently Getzlaff is like a, sort of related to me. He's my sec- third cousin or some shit. I don't know. That's what my dad says, anyways. Oh, wow. Interesting. Sorry, but um, Ryan, you hook us up with some. Ryan, tips, if you're listening, grow a goddamn mustache. Ryan, grow. A goddamn mustache. Okay. Get us some Just goddamn Just one quick t- aside. If there is one player who has like ever played in the last 10 years who I've always wanted on the Flames, oh, fuck, you it's Getzlaff. That guy dominated us. He's like what we always needed. Dominated. Right-handed centerman like that. Ugh. Anyway. Okay, second area for improvement. This goes right with the consistency. What we've been talking about all day long. All day. Men- mental toughness and the confidence to own a top six role. Yeah. He's got to get to that place where... He's forcing a, the coach to make a decision. Exactly. Just like Elias Lindholm gave yeah. Peter zero chance to put Neil back on the top totally. line last yeah, year, like he's got to get to a place where he just steals a top six role yeah. and just never gives never gives it up. 100%. There's never any reason never for him to give exactly. it up. Exactly. Yeah. So, but now I'm saying two things. I'm saying he's got to take the initiative and the coach has got to help. I think yeah. it's going to be a bit of a dynamic of the relationship between the two, mm-hmm. but. He's got to get into that it's mental on, yeah. space. It's on him first and foremost. Yeah, yeah. You can't have Bill, the coaching staff. Yeah, I totally agree. Okay, area for improvement number three. I couldn't really, honestly, I couldn't really think of a, a specific area for him to improve. Right. I feel like the organization needs to improve. <laughs> he needs to play with better players. Yeah, I think so. I think maybe this goes into like where I think he needs to improve is that I think he needs to. Again, he's good at generating chances. He needs to bury those chances. And maybe, I never really thought about this before, but maybe if he's playing with some more highly skilled players, maybe more. Maybe he's getting the chance to finish those. Honestly, more man, those goals are going in. I, I just feel like that's it. But Could be. We'll see. Could be. So, yeah, better utilized by the team for sure. Okay. Um, I think I touched on all these. Yeah. Like, I feel like he needs to find someone that he has chemistry with. Because anytime you've seen him do anything, wow. Did you see that goal Sam Bennett scored yeah, last night? Yeah, like Jesus. that four-goal game it's he like, had where he was just like... It's always a solo effort. Yeah. Whenever like he whenever he dominates or whatever, he's doing it by himself. I would love to see him find chemistry with someone. And maybe we touched on that. Maybe it's uh, Mangiapane. Maybe yeah. that's the guy. I kind of feel like he'd probably have good chemistry with Chucky. I mean, possibly. I really like the idea of Mangiapane, but I, yeah. Like, how about this? I'm curious to you see. You and I have okay, been saying here forever we go. to put Backlund, slot Backlund yeah. down onto the third line. Mm-hmm. So now what if you had a second line of Kachuk, Bennett, and Mangiapane? I like that a lot. But now you, I don't know if Bill know. is ever going to take back Backlund off that second line. I don't think he is because, well, I think Backlund is... Gives you more second line center than Sam Bennett does, so yeah. I don't know. That might be a little risky, but yeah, like it's tough, right? And we talk about timing, right, in terms of playoffs and, and teams getting hot and whatever. And sometimes there's timing in a player's career. Yeah, like you come in at the wrong time where you, mm-hmm. you're not the go-to guy, and you're playing with shitty players because you yeah. don't really slot in properly. So Anywhere. maybe he's better trading. Yeah, him. I don't know. Well, I think. Yeah, but then you're stuck with if he does break, if he does trade break him, he out, does break out yeah. now. But then, but was then, it like, worth it? Yeah, exactly. Because he never was going to fit in our team anyways. I think these next two years, I, th- I think we know what Sam Bennett is now. I think he's a third line player. Again, I would love for him to break out. And again, he's played most of his last two years with Mark Jankowski. So I mean, honestly, and I'm, James Neal on his on his line. I, so. I think he has the potential to be a second line center. I'm so, not convinced he's a third line player. Yeah, I think he could be, but I'm leaning more towards playing the percentage. Who does he of, remind you of? He reminds me of Johansson. From Toronto? Uh, Nashville. Oh, Ryan. Oh, okay. Yeah, maybe. Right? 
there's a team where you don't have a lot of skill in the top six, and he mm-hmm. easily fits in there. Right. And he and he plays the he executes the role. Well, I mean, yeah, like he's. I'm kind of starting to come around on this a little bit. This playing him with better players. I don't know, because. I'm in terms of primary points, like I know I've come back to this a lot. He's one of the best primary assist players. Like he was like, I don't know what he was on the team, but he's pretty high up there. So like maybe if he's playing with some better players. In all due respect to Mark Jankowski and Derek Ryan. <laughs> the guy's been, yeah. Sam Bennett's played with dog shit his whole Yeah, no, it's career. true. Like who is he? Like even with Neil on his wing last year. So yeah, I don't know. Maybe you're on something there. The top two, or yeah, the top two line combos I'd love to see more than a small sample size would be him with Chucky and, and Backlund. Yeah. And then I'd, I'd love to see him center uh, Johnny and Lindholm. Well, you know there's going to be... Ooh, really? Yeah. And take Monahan out? Well, you know that's never going to happen. Ooh! I'd love to see it. Maybe Monahan... We should do one specifically on like every iteration of every line we can imagine. That's what I want to do, depth okay, chart. let's do that next yeah. tomorrow or something. Yeah. But yeah, I would say... Okay, so if it were me, I would be doing... The top line's the same... This, see, it depends on how, what happens with Ferlik, I guess. Um, That's why, like, you need to get rid of him because you need, you need. And this is my other point. I too. would put Mangiapane in Ferlik's spot and then go Ryan Zarnik Bennett. This is my other point too. Is like you need to move guys like Ferlik because you need to make room for Mangiapane. Mm-hmm. You need to make room. For Not Dubé. even salary wise, you need room for guys to come in who are bet, who are more impact players. You need to make room for Dubé. Yeah, you gotta make room for Bennett. Ooh, I'd like Dubé on the third line. Right, Bennett, Dubé. And Monge. Monge. Oh, yes, please. I like that. Well, I'd, I'd still like Monge on the second line. but All I know is if you put Ch- Chucky and Bennett together, that's like probably the most hated line in the league already. doesn't matter who else is on there. And Backlund's pretty scrappy too. He's in your face. Yeah, I'd be curious to see how he fits in there. Um, yeah, maybe you're on something there. I'm, I'm, I'm not skeptical, but I think... I think he's just found a good a good role on that third line, and I think that's if he can get you fifteen to twenty goals playing on the third line, I think that's solid. So, okay, I just I, I kind of think we start need to we need to move. I think again these this next year will be incredibly telling, but I think we we obviously need to move past judging him as a fourth overall pick who is like incredibly offensively gifted and like he's and judge him for what he is and whatnot. Not what he was drafted to be. And my only rebuttal to that is the guy's 23. That's true. He's 23, dude. That's true. You always... I keep forgetting, like, he's like, 23. If 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 Sam... If you look back in hindsight and you say, okay, when did Sam peak in his career? It's yeah, not it's yet. true. It's not going to be 22. It's yeah. not yet. No, it's true. It's going to be around that 25 mark. Yeah, totally. So, I don't know, man. Could I, be. I, he I'd could, love to see it. Dude, he totally could. He's already physically dominant. It's just weird because, like... Again, it's been four seasons, and it's like he again, like his underlying numbers and his counting stats have all been like fine. Yeah. Like nothing. I don't have anything to believe other than just like sometimes he's like on a nightly basis. Like you're like, holy crap, was Sam Bennett ever great tonight? But then he's so inconsistent. So it's just like to me, everything's pointing to him. This is what he is now because it's been four years of like, yeah, he's good. And then yeah. just that, struggling with consistency. Yeah, it's about, it's about so I would just be really not surprised, but I would be I'd be betting on him like this is what he is more so than like, oh, he breaks out next year and scores thirty goals. Okay. No, so I, I get it. I totally get it. What do you think? Whoever if you're listening, what side of the fence are you on? Is Sam Bennett Sam Bennett prime? Sam Bennett is what he is or is he prime for a breakout? Is he is what he is or is he prime for a breakout? If he has a if he plays with better players and, yeah. and say it's an, you call it an investment, the organization makes an investment, it takes 20 games for him to get to that point. Is that even a possibility? Where are you, where do you sit? Where do you sit with it? Yeah. We did a poll today. Let's see what the results are right now. Cause for me, I just see, I just like, I don't mean to just compare him to Mangiapane, but I'm going to <laughs> in compared to compare Sam Bennett and Andrew Mangiapane. I think Mangiapane, like, like I was saying about uh, Bennett's numbers being like fine, they're just kind of like yeah, they're okay, they're good. Mangiapane showed some incredible signs last year. Like a lot of his possession metrics were like just great. Yeah. So it's like he, I think, has the potential to be a a great top six player. Whereas Bennett, I think we've the sample has been like we've seen enough that let's just like yeah, he's probably a third line guy, and that's fine. Like he's on a good value contract right now. If he can get you fifteen to twenty goals, that's that's great but 
Yeah, a third line, a third line with a bigger role. A good third, yeah, yeah exactly. Possible, right? And you know there's going to be injuries, so if you have a guy like that who can who's versatile and can play, yeah. How many points do you think he'll score next year? I'm saying he'll be if he's playing with Milan. Lucic, he hit, so he has yet to he's to, yet to hit the forty point mark. Yeah, so he's hit thirty six once. Yeah, 26, 26, 27. Yeah, I'd say I'd say if there's I'd say between thirty five and forty. Okay. It's pretty precise. What do you think? Five point. Um, yeah, probably. I'd say he gets between forty and forty-five. Okay. I'd be stoked because I love Sam Bennett. Me too. I want. I would love for him to play with Kachuk and Backlund and be that guy. I just don't know if he is. So. Okay. Because I'd I'd love that. Yeah, me too. But I don't know. Okay. Okay. Anything else on your uh, little checklist there? No, I don't think so. I think. You know, I just, yeah, I'm, I, again, like I said before, I think we, I think most people are up to this point. It's like, he's never going to be the player we thought he was going to be. He's never going to be a, a guy who was like, yeah, he was drafted fourth overall, right? Yeah. He's probably somewhere in the middle between being a tweening NHL or he's, yeah, he's, I think, I just think he's in a perfect role right now and I'm totally happy with him on a two-year deal. That, you know what? I think the two-year deal is brilliant. Yeah, I think it's because perfect. Because if you look at the age he's at, we're going to really get to know everything yeah, that we these next two about. years we'll I know. I say three. Next three years we'll know. Between tw- ages 23 to 26, yeah. we'll know exactly what Sam Bennett's so crazy NHL career is. I know, right? So that's why I love the two-year deal because yeah. it was one. Plus he's, he's still under team control. Yeah, exactly. So... I think really that the next three years we're gonna we're gonna see everything. Yeah, all the all the answers are gonna be mm-hmm. you're gonna be shown to us totally. in the next three years. Yeah, and I you know, I I I love how he plays, and again, I'm not a big rough and tough fighting guy, but I mean, every time Sam Bennett goes there and clocks the guy and drops the gloves, I'm out of my seat. <laughs> Fucking giving her. He's such a beauty. Yeah, he's a beauty okay for sure. Let us know. Leave a comment. Is he is he is what he is? Or has he got the upside still? Let us know what you think.